Hello and welcome at Logistics Conversations, the podcast of the Cluster for Logistics Luxembourg. Through this podcast, you will discover the international world of our sector. Even better, you will hear passionate people and their exciting small and important stories. Logistics is essential in Luxembourg and we want you to have a look behind the scene. Bienvenue and welcome Sergi Palama from the company Sensify in this podcast registered at the Chamber of Commerce in January 2021. Thank you very much for inviting me, Mr. Zenit. Sergi, today we want to talk about the importance of procurement in supply chain. And for the audience, uh, we know one another since the trip to China in 2019. That's why uh, ba basically I can... Uh, I know some of your background and some of the stories which we want to talk to, about today. How is the supply chain consultant privately these days during this corona session? It's a very good question, Malik. Uh, as many other consultants, uh, we all received uh, a shock when corona happened. Uh, it caught us uh, all over the world. So I know a lot of good colleagues and friends like myself who've been stuck either in the US or China or even Nouvelle Caledonie. And uh, it all caught us unprepared because uh, we did not know whether it's uh, the end of the consulting role. We, we, we all had to stop the projects and return to our loved ones. Or uh, there is a, a future, but that's going to be a completely different future as we see it today. Okay, yeah, we all are about nine months uh, smarter Uh, what we want to talk about today in this uh, podcast from the Cluster for Logistics is why do companies often combine procurement and supply chain responsibility? There's a Master of Supply Chain, for example, which is which was organized by French universities Paris 2 and Mass in Luxembourg, and it included procurement. Uh, we want to talk about why can some companies in Luxembourg even locate the finance and other corporate functions beside the supply chain and procurement And uh, we uh, have uh, seen that the University of Luxembourg launched a dedicated chair for procurement. So that's, I think, enough reasons for our conversation. Sergi, you live in Luxembourg since more than five years, and you are a supply chain and sourcing consultant. You created your own company named Saucify. What brought you to Luxembourg? Uh, as you quite rightly said, uh, I uh, came to Luxembourg more than five years ago, and I stayed since. And I'm, I'm pleased to say that I'm not going to change my mind unless there is a reason for that. Uh, what brought me to Luxembourg was uh, at the time I was um, part of Lufthansa family, uh, working in several European locations such as UK, Belgium and, and Germany. And I had the pleasure to join uh, one of the fascinating projects at the time called Euro One, aiming at centralizing procurement function for the entire region, uh, region Europe. And that project matured. It matured into... Uh, a separate procurement unit, a separate legal entity, which is now located in Luxembourg since more than five years. And that's the reason why I, I, uh, I stayed in Luxembourg. So uh, it brought me as a project uh, with the perspective to build something uh, exciting. And uh, I like the place, I like the people, I like the culture, I like the food, and uh, that's the reason why I'm here today. Could you give us a few stations of your curriculum? You're born in Ukraine, correct? Indeed, I am a blood and bone Ukrainian, uh, raised and graduated in Ukraine. And uh, there is always women involved. So thanks to my wife, I first experienced international uh, curriculum by moving to UK. 
Um, I worked in uh, most of the functions of uh, classical uh, catering unit uh, of, of the airline. So I went through accounting, through finance, through sales, through operations, through procurement and supply chain management. And uh, that brought me to uh, a level where I was appreciated as a professional and I was given opportunities to join uh, European, if not global, projects. And as I said earlier, thanks to that, uh, I have... I have joined a team, uh, an amazing team, building central procurement unit for the European region. And that unit eventually has been uh, decided to be located in Luxembourg. If, if I go back to uh, master courses or MBA courses, we always talk about the marketing mix and we have uh, the pricing insight and the promotion and place. And um, so why do companies actually need uh, support in supply chain and not particularly on the sourcing side? Well, that's, uh, it's always a chicken and an egg question of what is more important, whether procurement is more important or whether supply chain is more important and what is part of what. Uh, so uh, I made up my mind on that. Uh, I do believe that you first look for a product before you decide how to ship the product. Um, however, a lot of professionals would not agree to that statement. They say it makes sense to build a supply chain and then you decide what you ship through that supply chain. So it's a chicken and an egg question as we know it. But to outline importance, um, why procurement is important and why it plays an important role in the supply chain, it's first and foremost, it has direct impact on your bottom line. Everything you buy has a cost, it, whether it's a good or whether it's a service and it affects your cost of goods sold. Secondly, it can increase or it can decrease the risk in your supply chain. Uh, as we learned, globalization is not necessarily the bad thing that happens or happened to us, uh, speaking about uh, supply chain objectives. And uh, thirdly, um, why procurement is important is because it can damage the reputation of your company. If you think about um, new generation, how they perceive the world and what are their values, they are much more into environmental effect. They are much more into environmental pricing. They are much more into the child labor. So if those topics are not strategically covered by procurement professionals, uh, it can damage your reputation and eventually you could be out of business. Okay, maybe we can use, uh, just go through an example. Um, I think you described that you had a project uh, in your former company which brought the purchasing of catering of Lufthansa to Luxembourg. Uh, what was the rationale of such a project and can you share more uh, details with our listeners absolutely and to uh, to not to entertain any skeptics that uh, tax is the only reason why people come to luxembourg i can assure everyone that was not a reason not even a discussion um the, this project was more if i look back and, and speak openly it's more of the uh, a change management project than anything else so just to give you an idea uh, if you can imagine the, the european company with uh, 20 to 30 production sites um, naturally, you have 20 to 30 people at least who are claiming being a procurement professionals. There are at least 20 to 30 potentially different markets to be covered. And uh, if you look objectively uh, whether this model is a cost-effective model and whether you really reap all the benefits that procurement and supply chain can deliver, one would ask yourself a question, does it really make sense to have 20 professionals doing the same? And that was the reason why uh, we initiated the project at the time called Euro One to, uh, to look into uh, the capabilities of procurement teams that we have across uh, entire Europe. Uh, also to analyze the portfolio of products and services that are managed by those teams. And eventually we came to the conclusion that there is a significant benefit, commercial benefit, but also uh, know-how benefit uh, 
for us to consolidate uh, this into a single procurement unit. Um, and of course, uh, at some point there was a question uh, whether this should be, uh, in which country that unit should be located. And we were looking for the country where everyone would agree to leave. So the French, the Belgian, the German, the Italian. We were looking for the country where all of them be able to speak the same language or international language of English. We were looking for the country where people could uh, enjoy working, but also have enough time to uh, enjoy the time after work, being able to commute to see the loved ones and the friends, not only within Luxembourg, but also outside of Luxembourg. So this, the, the cross-border, of course, was a very important topic. Um, we were looking for the place where there is a stability for the families and the loved ones. Most of us uh, have friends, have uh, partners, have kids, and it is, of course, uh, an essential deciding point uh, where you would like to, to, to spend uh, five days of your precious time a week. And um, lastly, uh, the unit that we constructed was not only a procurement unit, it's also the supply chain unit, taking full control of uh, fulfillment of the orders. And we were looking for the place where strategically the, such function and such uh, company could exist with the access to logistics network, uh, to logistics, to freight operators, and um, with the view to conduct business globally. And uh, I'm proud to say that that decision came naturally. And uh, of course, there were other countries on the, on the map uh, that uh, were considered at the time, even Switzerland, for example. But uh, we were particular about it has to be a country which is a European Union member, also for the sake of customs and other regulations. Okay, I think you give us a few good, good reasons to come to Luxembourg. Uh, did the project meet its expectations? Probably it's very tough for those guys for the moment because airlines are not flying a lot. But uh, until until last March, did did the project meet its expectation? What did it achieve? Absolutely. So, of course, as any change management project, it's not a project that would bring immediately all perceived uh, benefits within a year. Uh, frankly and honestly speaking, it uh, took more than four years, I would say, for the unit to uh, to mature and to prosper, to take fully control of the costs, to create what we call in procurement uh, the total cost of ownership model and be really responsible for sourcing the product at the right price from the right supplier and deliver the product to the, to the customer. Okay. Um, you know that in my career I've been on the sales side and uh, purchasers do not always have the best reputation with salespeople. No? Uh, I, uh, tend, I tend to agree to that, and I, uh, I really like the, the statement, Malik. Um, indeed, uh, so sales team, it's my procurement view on that. Sales team, uh, they claim to be the most creative power of, of any company. Uh, however, sales team very often ignores the innovation that procurement function can, can deliver. And um, Can you go, go a little bit in the skills with uh, procurement people are expected to have? What are uh, absolutely. people skills? Absolutely. So historically procurement, uh, as I said, and it's still the, the debate today, what is procurement and what is the difference between procurement purchasing and supply chain professional? Uh, so um, if you go to the to the roots, what procurement does, it uh, it's supposed to source the right product uh, at optimal from optimum supplier at optimum price, um, and that is not the only role that procurement played in in the organization. Procurement can be the innovation hub. Procurement can be a, a very strong partner for any supply chain. Procurement can also deliver quality standard. Procurement can deliver financial standards. Procurement can improve the cash flow. 
uh, I think uh, there are other reasons, but named a few. Those are the main reasons why a procurement professional should not only be someone who is capable of creating a purchase order. Procurement professionals is someone who can influence the future of the company. How is uh, digital, in particular these days where we do a lot offline and uh, in home office, how is digitization uh, changing the, the, the role or the activities of procurement? Yeah, it's, uh, it's evolved dramatically, um, especially with the global supply chains. And there is a lot more suppliers on the market and a lot more services and products have been diversified, and which requires procurement to deal with the large amount of data. To, to come to uh, to procurement decision. And of course, uh, so supply chain became smarter, consumers became smarter, and it requires procurement to be smarter. So if you look into just an example of procurement decision, speaking about logistics, uh, which uh, forwarder to choose for delivery from destination A to destination B, which can be the core service of a company, such decisions, if you take into account maritime, air freight, sea freight, and the road, it's not a simple decision. It requires uh, intelligence, it requires support of IT, and uh, of course, uh, digitalization is uh, priority number one nowadays for any procurement professional. Okay, what do you think about um, tender management software using artificial intelligence in procurement? Uh, we have a, a very uh, a startup which is developing very well here in Luxembourg called Chipstar. Um, this type of um, new platform type, how do you see this evolving? I see a lot of demand for, for tender management tool. I see a lot of demand for intelligent tender management tool. As I said earlier, the key capability is to support procurement professional to take informed decision. It is nowadays with a large amount of data, it is very hard for a human to analyze the data and to make an informed decision and correct decision. So um, I know a little bit about what Shipstar has to offer, and I uh, very welcome uh, the idea of what has team, the team has, has, has developed. And as I said, there is a demand for such tools. There is, uh, of course, the name uh, artificial intelligence, it's, uh, it's a big name to, uh, to put on the table. Um, but when it comes to large data analytics, I think there is uh, certainly a use of it, a use of the, use of the technology. Okay, so we will hear much more in this in your function about artificial intelligence. And, Ab absolutely, and, and ro absolutely, and uh, I can give you another good example. It's the bot technology. So if you think about the day of uh, typical category manager or procurement professional, and if you ask a question, what is your top ten items today by spent? Uh, you would normally log into a software and you would have to perform s several analytical steps to, to provide the search answer. Uh, I know there, are already, there is already software, and not only one, where you can ask the bot, what is my top 10 items, or what is my top 10 suppliers, and you will receive an answer within a split of a second. So certainly there is a business case for the use of uh, modern technology in, in procurement and supply chain management. Okay, so we will not get uh the robot, robots to call us by phone in future, but uh, a lot of that will better be digital. <laughs> Absolutely. Even there are attempts uh, to uh, facilitate negotiation process negotiation. with the help of bots. Yeah, we had an excellent uh, podcast uh, with uh, the guys from B Medical, and I was impressed that actually uh, the Prime Minister Xavier Buttel in uh, e-mission, purely digital, managed to help them to install the production in India purely not even visiting one another. Amazing. Right? So, so that's a good story to listen in one of our former podcasts. Uh, 
why you inspired to get an invitation here is because you were also active in getting PPE, personal protection, like masks, in the COVID crisis in April 2020. And I think later you were even able to uh, obtain the quick COVID gene test or anti-gene tests for your customers before many others had access to. How, how do you handle you know, such urgent demand and, uh, and what are you specifically looking for to help people when it comes to this type of... Um, well, uh, perhaps I should say that if you know how to procure, you procure anything. So you rely on your network, you rely on your suppliers network. And uh, when it comes to crisis, uh, you, you have to um, transform the way you, you source, to transform the way you, you, you do things. So, um, and as a good professional in sourcing and procurement, uh, you, you receive a demand, which let's say in this case was protective equipment or anti-gene test. And first thing you do, you think of your network, you think of uh, how to capitalize on your network. And that was uh, basically... The, the reason and idea why we decided uh, to look into the commodities which are in high demand because of the pandemic and uh, leverage the network and um, thanks to that, thanks to procurement process and uh, and, and the good people that we, we work with, we, we've been able to fulfill such demands. May I go back to one of my first brands which I bought, uh, which I remember, which was a Lacoste t-shirt, which as a young person was something extremely expensive at that time uh, with a good brand. But I think it, um, I, I kept this first Lacoste t-shirt very, very long. So it was quality, um, extraordinary quality, I believe, at the time. How do you manage such criteria like quality uh, or environmental aspects before or beside price um, when it comes to sourcing? So as I said earlier, procurement uh, can also offer a quality expertise. So um, it's not enough to know where to purchase the product. It's uh, not good enough even where it is produced. It is good enough to know how this product is produced by the manufacturer, the sources of the raw materials of the manufacturer, the process, the, the environmental process behind and so on. Of, of course, certain products like a t-shirt you name, the quality of the products evolve significantly by companies trying to optimize procurement costs and then maybe increase the, increase the, the profits, which is sad to hear. Uh, on the other hand, what we observe today as a trend is environment plays a significant role in uh, procurement decisions um, in two ways. So, for example, uh, we've been participating in one of the state tenders and we have seen that additional points are awarded for tender bidders uh, for things like uh, capabilities to deliver product by uh, green vehicles okay. or, or by bike even or by scooter which is a very nice, very nice uh, development for the, for the state procurement. Uh, au contraire, we also seen that a lot of companies do not have any environmental clauses in their contracts when they, when they source the product. And of course, we, we often uh, insist, not even recommend, we insist uh, to have such clauses in uh, sourcing contracts. And, uh, and uh, the award of the green points, let's call it this way, should be the essential tool for procurement professionals uh, to leverage the supply base and select correct suppliers. Okay, so you see a trend into in an, including uh, into tenders environmental aspects. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you were around, you were sent around the world uh, since I 
I know about you uh, in places like the US, but even Novia, Caledonia, uh, beside uh, Australia. Is that the price of success uh, that you see your family less when you're successful? Of course, there is a price to it, <laughs> to pay. Uh, so, um, yeah. how, how do you cope with this as a consultant? You know, oh. you know the paradox is that. Uh, but uh, speaking about the past, more of the future, that consultants they accept travel as an essential role uh, or essential uh, an essential uh, part of the contract. And pandemic has shown that uh, things has changed. So. Um, Speaking about Caledonia, as I said earlier, uh, I was in the middle of delivering a project and uh, COVID happened and I received the pictures of empty shelves of Fromoshan in Luxembourg and uh, I had to take a decision and decision was uh, what is more important. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, after long discussions with the clients, we both came to the conclusion that it is possible to deliver the projects remotely. Okay. And so ever, ever since, ever since... I reconsidered uh, a lot the travel, uh, the, the travel. and uh, I am I am pleased and I'm and I'm thrilled to see that a lot of companies are now engaging consultants more and more on the remote basis. And I hope this trend will uh, will remain. And um, but going back to the price question, yes, there is a price to pay. Uh, you do not see your family, you don't see your friends, uh, and I do believe that. Uh, COVID brought a lot of bad things, but it also brought a lot of good things for us. Okay, excellent. You are not original from Luxembourg, as we already discussed. You are from another green country with mountains, forests, and the Black Sea. Uh, why do you love it here? And uh, how are you prepared to motivate others, uh, like your employer, you know, to be active here? So indeed, I am uh, from a green country, and indeed, we have a lot in common with Luxembourg. Uh, it's it's green, it's the mountains, it's the forest, it's the rivers. Okay, we don't have the sea in Luxembourg, but that's not... No, a, we no, miss that, we miss definitely. That <laughs> um, but uh, a message to my compatriots, a message to anyone who would like to come to Luxembourg uh, uh, is only one. It's an amazing country to be, it's a green heart of Europe, and uh, you will find everything you find in your own home country, you will find in Luxembourg, beside the sea. Yeah. Uh, thank you to hear that, uh, Sergei. Uh, before I come to the last question, I have a quote which I found by chance this morning, which is uh, from Oscar Wilde, and it says, there is only one thing in the world worse than being talked about, and that is not being talked about. So I hope that uh, our listeners, our audience will, will like uh, this podcast, and I would uh, ask you as a, as a last, typically sourcing people seem to be extremely organized, Do you take that also into your private life? Are you also a very organized person? I am not as organized as I would like to be. I um, was, uh, was the time, I think I improved a lot on my uh, organizational skills. Uh, nevertheless, I take a lot from life into procurement life um, and I learn from children. Uh, just to close uh, with a good example, um, in procurement, when you conduct negotiations, you, uh, you use technique called anchoring. You are basically offering almost impossible the lowest price to your, to your supplier, knowing upfront that you will agree on the price that you have in mind to close the tender. And that skill, it's not a skill that uh, has been developed by adults. It's the skill that has been developed by children. So if you think about your child when they uh, 
ask you when for they a bonbon. Hard. <laughs> when they ask you for a bonbon or chocolate, or when they ask you for a candy, they don't ask you for one candy, they always start with five. And they know already up front that you will give up at least one. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, it was a pleasure to talk to you, Sergei Palama, from the company Saucify, uh, doing procurement and consulting and supply chain in Luxembourg. Thank you very much. Thank you, Malik, for inviting me. It's a real pleasure. Thank you for listening to Logistics Conversation. You can find our podcast and interview on SoundCloud, Spotify, and of course, our webpage www.c4l.lu. Thank you.